Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films, or for this particular episode anyways, TV. Uh, it is super appreciated if you've clicked on the podcast, if you've shared it, however, it's just, like I say, very much appreciated. Christmas is just around the corner, so there's so much going to be happening this week on the podcast. I've got a few episodes lined up for you, including this one, of course. Uh, we're also going to do a Christmas special towards the end of the week. I'll try and get that edited and up there for either on Christmas Day or something ridiculous like that. Uh, but we're also going to be getting my spoiler review of Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm so excited to get that one out there for you as well. So do make sure you, uh, you head over to Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts and search Joe Blogs About Films, obviously. Uh, if, you hit if you hit notify and follow, you'll be obviously notified when a new episode goes on. But that's what's going to be coming this week. I'm very much looking forward to it. So yes, thank you as always though for listening in. And here on episode 41, we're going to jump back to Dexter New Blood because wow, Wow, this series just seems to just be ramping up massively. Like, I have been so, so enjoying this series. Like I've said before, I really enjoyed seasons one to four of Dexter. And then, like, I don't mind six, uh, five, five onwards up to up to eight, but it definitely took a dip. Um, and this series is easily the best season since we've had, well, since four, obviously. And, and fantastic work, really, from everyone involved. I so say the performances really, really are just absolutely just brilliantly well. Clyde Phillips has managed to kind of just continue his great work with this character. And I've been super, super impressed with this. And on this episode here for part two of Dexter New Blood, part one, I think was episode 37. Um, we did one to three in the first episode. We're going to do four to six, going over some great, great, I say every episode really in this uh, in this little stint that I'm going over really is like a, a strong like eight, nine out of ten. We're going to go over H's for Hero, Runaway and Too Many Tuna Sandwiches. There has just been an episode that's gone off as well uh, today. So I'm going to be looking forward to checking that out. But the main thing is for this series is that it is so so good um, you know when we left the, the last episode that I did I was kind of asking those questions of like is there's more to Harrison I believe I personally felt that there was genuine like some kind of like killer within there or at least you know could become a killer just like his dad like father like son interested to see about the character obviously Kurt, Cal Kurt Caldwell sorry played by Clancy Brown just kind of like wondering where he's gonna go because I, I, I was under the very like I said, the strong impression that he was the killer um, and this is what's unravels. So spoilers, obviously, in this, if you've not seen the episodes four, five, and six, I'm assuming that you have, though. Um, we will be going over, say, uh, well, as much of the spoilers. I can't really talk about TV without really diving into it properly, can we? Um, but yeah, so I was very interested to see about Kurt Caldwell, where his character would go, because, you know, like, his son's gone missing, and then he's then claiming that his son's actually alive. We know as the audience that he's not alive. Obviously, Dexter killed him, for just being a bit of a douche. Um, and, well, more than that, obviously, but, you know, he was a really annoying character. So happy to see Jack Jack Caldwell go, his son, obviously, Kurt Caldwell's son. What an absolute tool that guy was. Anyways, so I'm interested about Kurt Caldwell, where that's going to go, but also mainly about how Dexter was going to juggle this, like, this new balance, obviously. He'd finally got this, like, new life in Iron Lake. He'd managed to escape everything from Miami, you know, drove into the hurricane and, uh, you know, got a second chance at life, which obviously that comes up again in these particular episodes. And then bringing Harrison back into the fray, just a little bit like, how is he, how can he continue this, this kind of, like, charade? You know, there's going to be issues there because... Harrison obviously felt abandoned and and that is really where their problems lie and there's again a lot between those two and Harrison really is the one that I've been kind of focusing on because I was kind of wanting to know more you know kind of just just interested to see where they were going to go with his character because you know they brought him back 
and I just wanted, like, you know, obviously they've shaken Dexter's world a little bit because of, you know, the last thing Dexter was expecting to see was was his son rocking back up in Iron Lake and back into his life. And so, like Harrison, I've been really focusing on in these uh, in these particular episodes just because, like, I wanted to know what his mo was or something, or like how if there is if there was something, you know, behind those eyes, behind what he's saying and such, just where that could lead us and and how much that can impact the show. And to be honest with you, it is starting like really like ramping up now this season. You know, like Harrison's already getting in, you know, kind of mixed in with Kurt Caldwell. You know, he's obviously trying to also lead a double life as well by, you know, putting on this this front at school, such as like what Dexter did when he when he well, what Dexter does really on a day-to-day basis. But with everything that's happened with Harrison as well, there's been a lot of like character development in there. And obviously there was the whole issue with the school situation where, you know, Harrison took down a student for allegedly wanting to do a school shooting. The story didn't add up, and Dexter straight away is kind of like, "There's something not right about this. Like, there's there's something that's not adding up. Like, the blood splattering, this and the other, like, kind of going back to his forensic days and such, and really kind of pushing Harrison. And there's already like issues between them both as it is. And then when Dexter's kind of pushing back on what Harrison's saying around those kind of situations, around these kind of things, especially something as quite severe and serious as you know, Harrison had you know got hold of a knife and and t- you know slashed at a kid to stop what was supposedly going to be a school shooting. Um, obviously that that could have happened in the sense, you know, Harrison did stop this student from doing that. The student had big issues with a lot of the lot of other students in there. And yes, Harrison, you know, on 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 that on that scale, you'd be like, well, he's done the right thing by stopping him from pursuing that. Um, it's just the 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 way and the manner, obviously, like for Harrison, it is literally like fitting the code, as Dexter says to Deb, you know, in in this in when he's kind of putting the pieces together, which is a great sequence when they're in the school, him and Deb, and Deb's like kind of trying to bring him back down to reality a little bit in the back of his mind, saying, no, he's not like you. He is just he's completely different. You know, he's he's not going to be you're not going to be you basically he's not got a harry to to twist and turn his life and make make him into a serial killer obviously but the problem is is that harrison like dexter was born in blood as dexter would say you know harrison had this traumatic well yeah traumatic experience of obviously he's you know being left in a room in the midst of his own mother's blood you know rita rita um and after what what trinity did you know sadly that could have seeped in just like it did for Dexter. And obviously that is what it's looking like because Harrison's already said and confided, you know, into Angela's daughter that he wants to hurt people, like that, that, that he genuinely wants to hurt people all the time. Like we've seen already that kind of characteristic in him in the first couple of episodes when, you know, at first when this, this student that, was going to do the shooting was being picked on by another another fellow student I'm saying student too much I'm sorry if that's confusing the guy that was going to do the shooting was getting catfished and so Harrison confronted the catfishers and was is that a word and was like stop doing it but did it in such a like violent manner by grabbing this kid by the throat and really squeezing it it's like they genuinely could have just like crushed his like complete throat if he wanted to so we've already kind of seen that and when he confides into Audrey that's Angela's daughter you know you already sense that, that that's well we've seen it you know what I mean like at least from the outside looking in, we can see that this kid really is troubled. And that's, again, like I said, the driving force of the series, well, other than, obviously, other than everything with Dexter, but it's like that relationship with him and Dexter, Harrison and Dexter, you know, they, they end up in counselling together. There's a great sequence where Harrison says that he feels abandoned on this sofa. He says, I feel abandoned on this sofa. And I think that genuinely does kind of impact Dexter because I think Dexter's just kind of blasé in his way through it. He's already kind of got things going up with Angela, which I'm going to touch on in just a second because the cover story that he's got is kind of like unfolding and Angela's obviously worked out and found out, sorry, that he's not Jim Lindsay, he is Dexter Morgan. And so there's, like I said, this great sequence where he's in counselling and Harrison's kind of, 
just been as open and honest as he can, but Dexter can't do that because if De- for Dexter to be open and honest, he has to pretty much tell Harrison, look, mate, <laughs> I know I'm your dad and everything, but I'm genuinely a serial killer. And that explains pretty much everything. The reason why I left Miami, the reason why I left you, this, that, and that he can't do that. And there's just those moments in the in the actual conversation between the counsellor where you can tell that Dexter's kind of just struggling to just be... Well, himself, well, I, like in most situations, but at the same time, it's it's too much of a front. Like the counselor even like looks a bit like as if you're saying it got a bit too much for you. That's why you left. You know what I mean? Like and and also kind of just being a bit like, you know, the, him and Rita's relationship broke down to air quote. And Harrison's like, whoa, <laughs> like, no, there's there's a difference between a relationship breaking down and my mum being full up murdered. Like, what is that about? So there's the issues there. My only thing with Harrison that I've not been too fussed or fond of in his characteristic is the fact that he's kind of always just a little bit like, to know that he has the same answer for everything. Like when Dex is like, oh, you're going to apply for this job or I don't think, you know, we should, you know, maybe talk this and it's like, oh, oh, you abandoned me, did you? Now you want to make my decisions, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't really, I get it because if my dad left me, I'd be so peeved if he did that and like kind of abandoned me as Harrison feels and such. It would be horrendous to be like told that your dad is dead to then find out, no, he's not. He just decided he just left with no real explanation kind of thing. You be, I, I equally would be absolutely distraught at that. I just, you know, Harrison's decided to stick around and, and you know, maybe want to kind of build a new relationship. And, and it seemed like it could start and, and, and go that way when they first had the kind of like father-son moment when Dexter went to stop him from leaving initially in like the first couple of episodes, maybe episode one or two. I, one of those two, I get confused. Um, but then you now he's like, so he's, stick, he's sticking around and now it's like, oh, I'm just going to keep throwing that in your face all the time, which isn't going to help anyone. But at the same time, looking at the other perspective, I completely get it. Like Harrison really, really has got like some proper issues with Dexter, some real, real life issues with Dexter. And Dexter needs to sort that out. He can't just kind of keep running away from it, which is what he seems to be doing at the moment because he just wants to kind of live a lie, uh, which is pretty much what Harrison's calling him out on. And you can see, you can see, you know what I mean? And there's more to it, whether or not Harrison will at the end of this series find out um, that Dexter is an actual serial killer because Harrison's kind of, he's surrounded by serial killers. And this, 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 this town... Is, is is not just got one serial killer, it's got two, obviously, with Kurt Corwell being, you know, um, revealed as the killer, as, as I thought he was in the first three episodes. He's kind of like this, uh, This there's no real actual explanation at the moment. I'm sure it'll come out as to why he does the things that he does, but from what we've seen on this series is that Kurt Caldwell, you know, he kind of, he owns the diner, so then he sees, like, girls that are, like, trying to run away from the, from wherever or get from A to B, this, that, and the other, maybe just pass him through, and he becomes that kind of, like, nice guy. Like, I'll help you out kind of thing. If you need money, I'll help you. you need something to eat, I'll help you. It's absolutely fine. Kind of putting on this charade of the nice guy and then kind of saying, if you want a job, earn more money, you can do this so here. Tell you what, even better, come stay at this cabin that I've got completely off grid, you know, this, that, and the other. Locks them away in there, it's got a camera to watch them, eventually, like, lets them out and then shoots them down. Um, there's also part of a routine that was really interesting in the episode five, which was which was actually entitled Runaway, uh, where Kurt Cobble walks into the, the the local bar, plays the song Runaway, and like kind of starts dancing to it. He's obviously drunk at the same time and gets the bar barmaid to dance with him as well. And she says Dexter he does this every couple of months or so. Always asks me for a dance as well. And it's that kind of like this is part of his ritual. This is his kind of this this is a little bit behind you know looking behind that curtain to to Kurt Caldwell of like his need and desire to kill this is some strange ritual that he's got and there's no real other than that I say there's no real like definitive explanation as to what this killer's MO actually is 
just on a quick side note as well, while we're talking about like the, the track usage of Runaway and, and that, that routine and ritual, I will come back to Kurt Caldwell in just a second. Um, I just want to put a quick note out that I've really, really enjoyed the use of music in Dexter New Bloods. Um, usually I say the music is all composed, this and the other, but there's been some great song choices within this TV series that like mainly the lyrics uh, kind of, you know, help and assist the scene or at least, you know, push the story along a little bit. And and it's just been really interesting, really great to, to watch. I say, obviously, Runaway for Kurt Caldwell is also a scene where Harrison's walking back through school and such and Royal Blood's play and Trouble's coming and it just kind of goes hand in hand and represent that character in that moment and there's a lot of that like I say I loved The Passenger uh, by Iggy Pop at the very first song that you heard um, in the opening in the opening episode sorry of, of Dexter great opening montage that is but I just feel like yeah the music in this uh, in this TV series has been excellent anyways all that aside back to Kirk Caldwell because uh yeah he's creepy Kirk Caldwell obviously the the actor fantastically played by Clancy Brown he gives me the creeps massively like he genuinely does there's a moment when after an altercation with one of his most recent victims where she kind of uh puts him off in a way like she realizes and she clicks like that this this isn't right when she's in this this room that Kurt Caldwell's put her in and then starts like, you know, realizing the camera starts kind of trying to entice him, maybe offering him sex to kind of get out of it or at least to kind of trick him to come in so she can attack him with something. I think she's got some broken glass or something as well. And he hates that. He slams the laptop down. He's like, nope, stop it, this, that and the other. And it gets kind of, it's strange. Like he gets mad about it. Like she's ruining his routine. She's ruining this ritual for him. Therefore he has to get on with it. So he like, Make tries to get her to leave. She doesn't. There's a squabble, and in the end, like because she still doesn't run away, he like kind of shoots her there and then, which isn't his ritual, and it kind of sparks his sheer rage within him, and he's just shooting her on the floor. And you just as an audience, as an audience member, kind of just like this guy is seriously, seriously messed up. Obviously, this the, the reason obviously behind him want you know wanting the police to kind of stop looking for his son Jackie, so they don't kind of find what find out what he's doing, which is that he's hunting or, or getting girls or whatever that are trying to get out or like I said pass through and they're going missing and there's so many missing cases that Angela's looking into and this guy's like well you can't look out, look out for my son then obviously you can't be investigating a missing my son as a missing person if then I've got all this shady stuff going off in the, well not even shady stuff just serial killer stuff going off in the background like that's all kind of everything around his world is cracking at the same time as Dexter's is as well and I definitely feel it's building up to some kind of real, real showdown between the two of them because there's already tension there. Dexter doesn't like or trust Kurt Caldwell. Kind of already senses that this guy is bad news, obviously from the get-go, saying that his son was alive when he clearly wasn't. And then all of this stuff about, you know, with Harrison kind of building a relationship there with Harrison and such. And it's it's quite worrying for Harrison in the middle of that because he's got one killer on one side of him and another killer on the other side. He's pretty much destined to be a serial killer. But I, I really am expecting some kind of serious showdown uh, between Dexter and Kurt uh, Caldwell by the end of this season. I am looking forward to seeing where those two go, but I genuinely think that Kurt Caldwell as a serial killer is, is, a, is it's a very interesting and very, like, as I say, that they're just kind of drip-feeding his little bits, the writers and co and, and, and Clyde Phillips and such, about what this guy's real real desire or need is as, as a serial killer. And, and we, you know, we kind of learn what he's doing and see what, what he's doing. And sometimes you are like, oh, this guy, I don't, just like literally all, all different kinds of crazy. There's a scene that you're familiar with it as well, if you've seen it, where like in episode six, I believe, he's trying to fix, because he ends up shooting this girl in the face, which isn't what he wanted to do. He's trying to fix her face and whatever, gets mad at it, and then just starts punching the corpse's face. Now, it, it was a little bit difficult to watch. It wasn't like excessive, like the shots of the fist hitting the face kind of thing, but like just knowing in your mind that's what he's doing as well, you're just like, this is a little bit... Uh, a little bit too much, like, but again, really, really kind of cementing that that kind of fear and um, 
yeah, real, real just awfulness that is Kurt Caldwell. And, and again, as a serial killer, he's a great one to have in the Dexter universe. I'm just interested to see where that is going to go because he's kind of like molding and shaping Harrison to be like a worse person almost. Like he's he's kind of, especially with like Harrison joining the wrestling team, which I was already a little bit like, why is Harrison joining the wrestling team if he kind of wants to hurt people? Obviously that makes sense because he's joining because he wants to hurt people, but surely that's going to end in tears or end in some kind of like Harrison turning it into Fight Club. And it's like when Edward Norton is just absolutely pummeling Jared Leto's face to absolute bits. So I was like, we're going to get with something like that, aren't we? It's going to be ridiculous. We do get something similar where Harrison takes like a headbutt and then Kurt Caldwell's like, go back and hurt him kind of thing. And even when the kid's tapping out and Harrison's won the match, he still snaps this kid's arm and it's brutal. And that's it. Dexter, like, obviously, like, just flips almost. Like, he, he's already known straight away or, or got the idea in his head that he doesn't need Harrison to confirm to Dexter that he attacked the, the kids. I wish I could find his name, the student that wants to do the school shooting. I will find it. He was the one that, that allegedly stopped a, a school shooting happening. But it was made out that this this student that was going to do the shooting attacked Harrison first, and therefore Ethan, that's his name, Ethan, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, Ethan, there we go. Uh, so Ethan was the kid that was going to do the school shooting, uh, and he and Harrison claimed that Ethan attacked him first, and therefore Harrison like obviously retaliated, which is the story that he's going with. But Dex is already a bit like this. This can't be right. Like I said, when he's putting the pieces together, his blood splattering this and the other, all you know, in the wrong area where it would be, and the the, the stab the stabbing that Harrison took uh, didn't like fit his story. So he found a straight blade, which is exactly what Trinity used to use as well. Obviously, kind of cementing this kind of boarding blood idea as well. Um, so seeing Harrison then attack another student, another another student. Yeah, snapping his arm and stuff. Dexter's like, there's this kid's like, there's something definitely, definitely there that we need to address. But then there's like a mini showdown between him and Kirk Caldwell where Dexter really pushes him, and you're like, he's seething at Kirk Caldwell. Like, I think he says along the lines of, haven't you already done enough? And you're already feeling that tension bubbling there. And that's why I'm like so, so excited to see where those two are going to go next. Um, just trying to think of any other characters or anything that I missed off. The other thing that I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, mentioning uh, before when I was penning these notes down was the fact that we got one of the best cameos in episode five ever, which is that Batista returned. I just loved it. Like Batista returning was absolutely, absolutely Fantastic! Like it was great to see another another original Dexter character making a return. Angela and and Molly decided to go to a missing persons conference held in New York. Of course, Angel's there. He's talking about the Bay Harbor Butcher case. There's some great nods and great like you know past stories that we've heard we've seen before as audience members. And it was just really nice to see Batista in this in this series. I had no idea that this guy was going to be uh, returning. It's fantastic to have him in because. Uh, Man, one of my favourite characters from the original run. There's a great interchange and, and discussion between him and Angela. Just talking about missing persons and Batista's pretty much saying to her, you know, you just 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 follow your gut. If you think something is is not right within the town or a case that you're working on, it usually means that you are right. And she is right because they say these missing girls who are being killed by Kurt they will be found eventually because she's got the desire and the stride. And Angela is such a fantastic character, just on a quick side note. Like, I have really, really enjoyed watching her within the series. Julia Jones portrays Angela Bishop. The the chemistry, I say, between her and Dexter is brilliant. It's nice as well that Dexter obviously had, like, a law enforcement girlfriend, uh, kind of, again, keeping him in touch with things. Because that's what he's done his entire life. He's always been surrounded by law enforcement. So, you know, it makes makes sense for him to be going out with, uh, yeah, a chief chief officer there. But she's fantastic. Uh, Angela, say, the, the portrayal of Angela by Julia Jones really is great. I've enjoyed watching her story. Like, her facial expressions are just amazing. Like, the scene where she kind of confronts Dexter after finding out that he is Dexter Morgan. And this is thanks to Batista, pretty much, because the the, the, the cogs start turning in, in, Angela's, in Angela's head 
side when they're talking about this kind of like missing person case back in Miami where uh, Bay Harbor Butcher or, or the Trinity Killer and such. And he mentions obviously Deb Morgan and then, you know, he lost another friend, lost a brother, which was obviously Dexter Morgan. And then he said he had a lovely kid and he couldn't remember his name at first. He's like, oh, it's Harrison. And then straight away, Angela's like, hang on, that, that, that we've just had a Harrison turn up whose surname is Morgan kind of thing. Two and two together, it's, it's obviously Dexter is, or Jim Lindsay is Dexter Morgan, who allegedly died. And the scene between them two where she's kind of like, well, she just calls him out on it, takes him back to the station. They have a good, in, well, good interview. They have an interview with, you know, about it and have a chat. And Dexter puts his story on saying about, like, you know, it was too much. He got a second chance. He drove into the, the hurricane, tried to get out and, uh, well, tried to end it all. But surviving it made him think that, right, I've got a second chance at life. I'm going to go off and I'm going to carry on and do something different and try and make a better life kind of thing. And Angela doesn't even have to say much in this. And she doesn't really say much in this in this particular scene. It's just fantastic acting from the two of them as well, sorry, that from between both of them, as I say, Michael C. Hall's performance in this scene as well is one of my favourites. But as I say, Julia Jones is Angela as well. She just kind of like, her face just says it all, really. Like, it's kind of like, just, yeah, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, there's no trust between us. So the relationship is pretty much left up in the air. But I absolutely love that scene. And it's kind of like, I say, the first... First real bubble bursting for Dexter. And, you know, obviously well, I could say that the, the the first bubble was maybe Harrison returning, but now things are kind of all going a bit chaotic because, like you say, he's got, a, he's got a son that's obviously hailed as a hero for what he's done in saving the school and such and, you know, this, that and the other. But then it's just like he's trying to juggle or at least he's trying to put on a facade as well as much as Dexter is. So it's it's really kind of pulling back and forth and such. And I'm, I'm just, again, really excited to see where that goes and where what's going to happen with Harrison next because, like I say, he's surrounded by by two serial killers, man. Like, he's genuinely going to be uh, having a troubled time, it seems. Um, I'm just trying to look over any other notes that I have made for these episodes, because it's been honestly, like I say, the, the, the performances as a whole have been absolutely stunning. I'm sure there's lots I've missed, but I really want to focus on, like, the main driving force of the series because there's some great side characters to say the podcaster Molly is really interesting and obviously could have been another victim of Kurt um, but I'm just very interested to see how it's all going to kind of come together it's going to be like old times basically where Dexter knows the true identity of these these the, the killer for these missing girls Angela and Co are going to be looking for this killer but Dexter's going to be doing it on his own accord anyways Dexter's going to be going to try and uh, yeah get someone else on the table and that's the other thing sorry that I missed to mention is that it was it was very very good like it's great to see Dexter again struggling with his kills not not so much that he's struggling to kill it's, it's like the execution's not he's, he's not able to because police and such obviously they're on the case as well because his town is so small which is what I was saying in my last podcast is that one of the things that I'm enjoying so much about this is that it's kind of more difficult for Dexter to get away with things when he killed Jack Caldwell obviously it was a real like kind of flap and a bit of a panic obviously because or at least he was just kind of in terms of covering it all up, it's been really, really uh, improvised, um, especially when he's found like drops of blood and stuff and he's having to like drive over it or whatever to kind of cover it, cover it up in the snow. And, but it's interesting to see that he's, he really is struggling to get away with these kills and he goes for the uh, he goes for the guy that's dealing or, or at least creating the drugs that his son obviously nearly died from, that Harrison nearly OD'd from, or rather did OD, just didn't pass away from it. Um, and that sequence, he obviously gets the kid on the table again and deservedly so, again, fits the code perfectly for Dexter he will kill again and then the police turn up and it's like right I think on my feet and classic old Dexter style it's like okay I'll make it look like an OD 
pumps him full of these drugs. He kills the kid that way, and that's the end of it. It's those kind of like moments of his performances, or, or rather like Jim Lindsay or Dexter, sorry, him acting his way out of things, just making making a cover story so that he can continue doing things on the side without anyone knowing about it. And it's just kind of like. I almost feel like it's going to be too good to be true a little bit at times, like a little bit like someone's going to catch him, basically. And I, and I reckon it probably will be Angela, like especially if they're both hunting for the same person because Dexter knows that Kurt Caldwell is this like runaway killer. I don't even know if he's got a name, this killer. I'm going to go with that for now anyway. It's the runaway killer. Um, and then, you know, so is Angela. So I do feel like that it could be kind of a similar comparison to when Deb found out when, when she walked in the church and saw him kill uh, the Doomsday Killer. It was really, really great seeing that. And I feel like that, that could happen in this. Be interesting to see where it's going to go. Um, but the main thing is, is that this series has been absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I'm sure there's going to be lots I've missed off already about this, but I, I've just been so blown away by everyone's performance in this. Like I say, for me to be questioning whether I'm like really not liking the writing surrounding Harrison or if it's just really good acting from, from the actor, I don't know. Like I just, some some things that he says and does, I'm like, God, that kid's so annoying. <laughs> like the, the, the actor Jack Alcott was playing Harrison has really done a fantastic job because like I say, the mannerisms and the ticks and such that Dexter, Dexter had in his original run and still probably does have now, sorry. Um, they're just, they come through so well. I, I'm very much enjoying to say all the really relationships that are in this show I think everything is quite believable and keeping it quite small and contained within this town has been such a huge benefit from the show for me because I really have been so invested with every single character that's on screen even like the side characters that aren't particularly maybe as uninteresting as some of the other ones they still bring something else to this uh, to this to this TV show to this series and one thing again that Dexter's done so well is just the inclusion and in everyone that's in this film it's, it's just so many different you know people in this show that are making it so so well uh, a very inclusive show was Dexter for its time and it's continuing that in this series because there's some great 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 characters and performers in this uh, in this extended mini series kind of thing extended mini what am i saying anyways it's great stuff i say i i've really enjoyed it so far i'm excited to see where episodes the the remaining four i think it is that are left which we'll be doing in part three but yeah it's been such a fun ride this one and uh, i'm just interested to see where it's going to go next really because yeah i probably missed a few things off i think i might have touched briefly over the fact that angela and, and molly went to the the uh, missing persons conference in new york as well uh, as part of while they were there, they were looking to see if Jack Caldwell was there because he apparently was staying in a hotel, which he wasn't because his dad was lying. But other than that, I say it's it's yeah. I think I think that's why I missed off. I, I've missed loads off. Obviously, there's 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 gonna be things that you'd be like, he didn't talk about this. I didn't talk about this. Sorry, guys. Kind of just like going off my notes, and I've recently just done a bit of a recap as well. But this is why I'm breaking them up into three because when I did like the walk, like I said, did the Walking Dead one when it was a full eight episodes in one go. I kind of forgot like a lot. Uh, at least I, I touched on the main things, but still, you know, it's kind of nice to uh, yeah bring this uh, a little bit like choppy so um anyways this has been episode 41 of joe blogs about films going over dexter part two have you enjoyed it so far let me know jump onto facebook and search joe blogs about films give the page a like i for one really cannot wait to see where this series goes. i think everyone involved has been so so good definitely definitely one of my favorite tv shows um, tv series that i've seen this year but yes do check it out I say check i'm saying do check it out after i've given all the spoils away yeah go go watch it now i've spelled it for you but let me know rather if you have watched it It'd be great to hear some thoughts on dexter because what a series this is turning out to be i'm looking forward to doing dexter new blood part three in a couple of weeks time or something like that but thank you ever so much again for listening the next episode that will be coming up will be the spider-man no way home spoiler review looking forward to getting that one out there for you and then it'll be christmas time where there'll be a christmas special but as always take care until next time Thank <laughs> you.